Welcome to the Strong Families Podcast, where we believe that strong families connect to Jesus, connect to each other, to a faith community, and to their mission and purpose. Strong Families, have you ever gone outside on a chilly, cold winter night and looked up at the sky? Can you see the stars? Maybe it's snowy, maybe it's cloudy. Maybe it's a pitch black sky with no moon and there's hundreds and hundreds of stars. If it's nighttime when you're listening to this podcast, why don't you push pause, wrap up in something warm, run outside and look up at the sky. Can you see any stars tonight? Which stars can you see? Do you know their names? Can you identify some constellations? What about the moon? Is there a moon out? Can you see it? Is it a full moon? A half moon? Is it a tiny, tiny fingernail moon? Which some people call a crescent moon, but I think it looks like a fingernail. When I was a little girl, one of my favorite, favorite things on late summer nights was when I saw my daddy getting out his big, giant telescope. Because that telescope meant that we were going to look at the stars. And looking at the stars has always been one of my very most favorite things. I loved when dad would set up the telescope. The very first thing I remember looking at through the telescope was the moon. I always thought the moon was kind of just a shiny white circle with a couple of gray splotches on it, but not through the telescope it wasn't. It had craters. It had crevices. It had mountains and valleys. I couldn't believe you could see so much detail on the moon. I'll never forget seeing my favorite thing to look at in the night sky, and that was the planet Saturn. Did you know you can actually see its rings through the telescope? I didn't believe it, but I've looked at them. They're amazing. I have other favorites too. I remember the night where dad showed me the closest galaxy to our galaxy. That is the Andromeda galaxy. You can't really see the spiral shape of it. But what you can see is this foggy cluster of what is billions and billions of stars. I know where to find it in the night sky. It's pretty crazy. I learned the Big Dipper that most of the time hangs sideways, and you can only see it in the summer. But the bottom edge and the top edge of the Dipper farthest away from its handle, if you line those two stars up, they always point to the North Star. So that's how you can find it. I learned about the Seven Sisters, which is also called the Pleiades. And it's not really seven. You can usually only see six. But when you look through a telescope, it's actually a cluster of hundreds of stars. That's why in the Bible it's mentioned, God asked Job if he could untwist the Pleiades. It doesn't seem hard to untwist six or seven stars, but it does when you look at that cluster of a hundred. I also learned about Cassiopeia. It makes a W or a three in the night sky. And Orion. Orion's easy to find. He looks like he has a crooked hat, a belt, a sword two legs. I always look for him in the winter sky. If you want, go outside and see what you can find. In the Christmas story, the stars were very important. The wise men discovered a brand new star in the sky. Sometimes I wonder if my daddy would have noticed if there was a new star in the sky suddenly one summer night or one cold, chilly winter evening. Would he have known? Well, The wise men, or as the Bible calls them, the magi, they were people who watched and studied the stars, and they knew when a new star came. We know that the star was angels, but they followed the star. 
they knew prophecy. Did they study our Bible? Did they know Isaiah? Did they study Daniel? How did they know that a star meant a king was going to be born? But they did. When you listen to our story today, you'll see. The Magi, or wise men, also brought gifts to Jesus because they knew that this was something very special. The kind of gifts they brought were very significant. They were very expensive, and these are the sorts of gifts that you would bring when you were meeting a baby king or when you were meeting a grown-up king. These gifts were fit for a king. You'll notice in our story that when the wise men visited, they went to Herod because they expected that king to know where a new king was being born. (laughs) It was surprising that the people did know where their Messiah was supposed to be born. If you listen to the story, you'll notice they told him right away, oh, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. So if they knew that, why weren't they ready for him when he came? The last thing I want to tell you about our story before we read it is that if they traveled by following the star, what time of day do you think they traveled? Would they have had to travel at night by starlight or would it have been possible for them to travel during the day? Okay, let's read about these strange wise men who followed a brand new star. We're in Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1. You can follow along as I read. As we read together, I want you to think about what part of this story really stands out to you. Matthew 2 chapter 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, those are the wise men, from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. What a great story! Okay, strong families, what stood out to you? Share with your family what part of that story just really stood out to you, and what does it mean? And then talk about why do you think this would stand out to you today? What might God be trying to teach you or tell you or remind you through that part of the story? And lastly, the Magi, those wise men, they brought really nice gifts to Jesus. At Christmas time, we give each other gifts. Some of them are nice. Some of them are silly. Some of them are not so nice. But we enjoy giving each other presents. 
I can't mail a present to Jesus. I can't have Amazon deliver a present to heaven. Still, we can give Jesus gifts by how we live, how we act, how we obey, how we use our talents, and how we treat other people. And by talking about what gifts your family could give to Jesus this Christmas season. Say a prayer. Let him know what gifts you would like to give him. And thank him for the greatest gift of all. Jesus, the Messiah who came to save us. Thank you.